Hello, Mama. I hope your day is glorious. I am excited to be here with you. We're going to get into some intense content today. I am uh, excited, nervous. It's kind of more um, intellectual stuff that we're talking about, just kind of really high level thinking uh, in terms of the mindset that gets in the way of so many of our marriages and kind of the origins of that. Where did this mindset come from? And so we're going to kind of go into that today. And I'm really excited. I'm nervous, like just believing that God's going to speak through me and uh, just make everything clear because it's a little bit of some intense stuff. But I really believe it's going to be powerful in your life and that God is going to use it to transform your marriage. So glad that you showed up today to do the work, to lean in. Um, I also have to share with you before we begin, uh, I just got done a few days ago with the Dreamers Weekend. Uh, If you heard me talk about it before, I got to be a part of the event uh, that Horatio Printing and Reve Church down in San Diego was hosting, um, and it was just so incredible. Oh my goodness, what a blessing to get to be live time with some people and and dream and do a little bit of coaching and help people overcome some lies. And I got to to bring the message Sunday morning. And it was just such a blessing to get to know those people, to hang out with Polly, to hang out with Pastor Shannon. It was um, just amazing. And I want you to know that's happening next year too. So mark your calendars. I will send it more information in the future. Um, but I just um, had to share with you because it was just such a, a wonderful moment where God just opened the door to this really cool opportunity that um, only he could have created. And I just, it just made me so hungry to get to do some things live time with you. Like I love uh, doing things over the computer. I love, honestly, often I, I forget the computer's there when I'm coaching and we're in the academy. But I also love live events, so this is really cool. I also, my heart also got stoked for just helping um, more women pursue their calling, pursue their dreams, and, and working through some of the mindsets that get in the way of that. So I'm a little inspired. We'll see uh, what that uh, leads me, how God uses that to create something new. And so there might be some more information about that coming out soon, but I just wanted to share those wins with you. I am just feeling fired up over here and excited uh, watching God move and just use me live time was so fun. Like, cause it's, it's not about me, but you know, I do the preparation and then God supernaturally like comes through and it was just cool to see how like he had prepared the hearts of those women beforehand and the message that I brought that God had given me tied in directly with what God had already been speaking to them and how he'd already been moving in their lives and it was just so cool like wow, God, only you, you are incredible. And so I just love that because I know God does that through this podcast too. Like when everyone, when you, when you send me feedback and say, wow, thank you so much for this. This really spoke to me. Like this is changing my life. Like, yes, I do the preparation. Yes. I sit here and I use my voice, but that's God supernaturally helping me figure out what to speak on, speaking through my words and directly tying them to your life. And it's just amazing. Like I am blown away right now, just at the goodness of God and how he's just so faithful to show up in our lives and to, to bring us to the place of healing and restoration and the full fullness of what he has for us and how he just does this in the, the craziest of ways. So <laughs> I just wanted to share that with you. I am 
fired up. Uh, the Academy too has all just been so incredible lately. Just all of the women that are pursuing healing and through that purpose and just getting to walk with them through live real moments in their life where they're trying to figure out how to get to a healthier place. And so I want to talk to those of you for just for a second that, you know, as we're talking about marriage, you find yourself just constantly yelling at your spouse, or maybe it's not yelling, maybe it's just bitterness and, and this underlying anger, or maybe it's um, this withdrawing that you do, or maybe it's a numbing as you're, you experience pain in your marriage and you just going numb all the time, whether that's scrolling on social media or binging Netflix or eating or alcohol or whatever that is for you. I want you to know that there is a way out. You do not have to stay there, Uh, whether it's your marriage that's triggering that or parenting or something else in your life. God has created you for more. And that is why I made the Healed Mama Academy so that I can help you walk the path out to freedom, to have the steps to know, to have the tools ready so that you can actually change these patterns and find that freedom so you can live the life you were created for for us. So you can be that wife that you always dreamed of being, that you were made to be. So you can be that mom that you have always wanted to be. And when you show up to do the work and you use the tools that I give for you and show up for the calls and I get to speak directly into your life about your specific situations, it's amazing to see how God transforms things and does a insane work in your life. So if that's you and you're just ready to go deeper, these podcasts have inspired you to think differently or maybe even make some changes or just at least get excited about what else might God might have for you but you know you need something a little bit deeper, then come join me. You can find out all of the information at morningmama.co. That's morningmama.co. And I would just love to see you over there and get to know you more and get just get eyes into your life. So I hope that you will apply. And I just um, love that. So hope to see you there. But let's jump in get ready for some intense content today. I'm excited. Let's do this. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, Mama, here we go. I know I keep saying this is intense. (laughs) It feels intense for me. We're just kind of going deeper um, and talking about some things that are uncomfortable for a lot of us. Maybe some of you, it's not uncomfortable, but I know for a lot of us, there's going to be some discomfort here. And so just know, as I talk about this, it is not to lead you to shame. It is not to lead you to condemnation, right? That is not the voice of God. The voice of God will always lift you higher. He will say, hey, daughter, I have something better for you. 
The voice of the enemy says, this is just who you are. See, you messed everything up. See, there's no coming back. You are horrible, right? That's the voice of the enemy. That's not, that is not what we're doing here today. So anytime at all, as you're listening to this, I want you to have that filter. If you start feeling like condemned and hopeless and feeling pulled down and discouraged, that's not the voice of God. And, and if I mess up any of my words, that's not my intention. My intention is to give you hope and to, and sometimes correction, right? Correction is something we need and it's uncomfortable. It is not easy to, to, to experience, to walk through correction, but we all, every single one of us needs that in order to be our full healthy selves. Um, you know, even at being submitted to my leaders at church, like there has been moments where they have helped, you know, correct some of my mindsets, correct some of the way I was thinking. You know, I, I lean in and ask questions about areas I'm getting confused. And that is so essential for our growth. And so I just encourage you to just like get ready for some courage because I think it takes courage to receive correction. Uh, I think the easy thing is to just push it aside and say, that's not me or you're horrible for even saying that, or like, you know, trying to find blame, trying to point fingers, kind of like what we've been talking about in these recent marriage episodes. But I encourage you just to try, just to be open to receiving what God might have for you today, to see how he might want to speak to you. And just come in with that kind of heart. Just be ready to be refined and sharpened because that is the goal here. And I also want to remind you, as we're talking through this, we're not talking about an abusive situation, right? We're talking about a a normal marriage where there's no abuse happening. Um, And yeah, and I also just want to speak to those of you that have, because we're going to talk a little bit about a divorce today. For those of you that have gone through divorce, um, I know there's many circumstances that can lead to divorce. Like there, you know, it might be the other spouse that is the one, you know, pushing this, or maybe there is, um, unfaithfulness that just, they don't stop, right? There's, there's no resolution to that, that unfaithfulness. Um, obviously abuse, you know, there's different situations that have led you here. And even if it's not one of those, like God has grace for you. And I'm not here to make you feel horrible about those past choices. I want to help those of you that are in marriages now that whatever that looks like, I want to help you grow and to make this marriage aligned with God's word. And I just believe that in so many of our marriages, like especially those of us that are really struggling or even struggling a little bit, I think for almost all of us, culture has snuck in. The the values and the mindsets of culture has snuck into how we view our husbands, how we view marriage. And so we've got to really like take a, a scalpel if you will. I don't know if that's the right tool. I've, I know there's a lot of doctors, like um, nurses that listen. So I, <laughs> you can judge all of my medical analogies, but we've got to take a tool to like kind of go in, like, right. If you have a big cut and, and like you, you, you fell on the pavement and your knee is all banged up and there's some, some rocks in there and some dirt in there, right. We've got to like take those rocks out, right? Those, those, the particles of dirt, the germs out in order to help your knee heal. And so it it hurts though to do that, you know, like when you're digging around in the skin, so gross, I cannot handle medical analogies. I don't know why I use them. (laughs) When you're digging around and you're trying to get the gravel up, that hurts. I remember as a kid, when I would scrape my knee all the time, like it hurt a lot to try and get that those bits out. And so this, this work is painful, but it's painful with a purpose. We're not trying to 
just make it painful to make you feel horrible. It's painful to help you heal, to help you heal correctly. And so I just want all, all of those disclaimers <laughs> as we go in. My heart is for you. My heart is to love you and to lead you to the throne room of Christ. And so that is always my intention behind everything I'm sharing. So anyways, that's a lot of disclaimers before we begin. You're probably like, what in the world are we about to talk about? <laughs> it's probably not even going to be as intense as you think at that at this point. But I just want to I just want to set it, the conversation up that way, because I know for some of us, it's going to be pretty triggering. But anyways, first of all, Culture, and we've talked a little bit about this in this series, culture tells us that marriage is to complete us, it's to make us happy, it's to make us feel good. And for any of you that kind of say, oh, I don't know if that's really what culture is saying, like, you know, it's not to make us feel good. Like, I think, you know, maybe there's a, a, a higher purpose that culture sees in marriage, but I actually think that's really what culture is telling us because I hear, you know, reading articles on all like the mom, you know, the secular mom uh, Instagrams and all those things. Like, I don't, I don't even know what all of them are, but I think a lot of you know. <laughs> there's all these articles out, about, out there about marriage and divorce. And there's so many people saying like, if you don't like your spouse anymore and you feel like in your gut that it's over, then that means you should seek a divorce, right? And so when you look at that, and that's, I think, the general narrative in the world, and honestly, I think um, in a lot of the church as well, because I think a lot of this mindset has seeped into culture, you know, if you look at that, that is essentially viewing marriage as it is to make us feel good, right? Like if you don't like your spouse anymore and you feel like it's it's not good, you feel like it's not right anymore, then, it, then you should end it, right? So that's like saying like, if it doesn't feel good, then it should be done, right? And so ultimately that's saying that the purpose of marriage is to feel good. And I think, you know, when we paint it that way, I think most of us can say, well, no, like <laughs> we know that's not the, the point of marriage. We know that's not what it's all about. But I do think that mindset seeps into how we view our marriages. And so when we have moments or seasons that are uncomfortable, that that don't feel good in marriage, then we start to question things and we start to wonder if, if we're married to the right person or if we should be married at all. Maybe, maybe we should get a divorce. Maybe, um, you know, we start to question these things. And so first, you know, before we dive in deeper, I just want to tell you, like, I want you to know, maybe you're new in your marriage and you haven't experienced this yet. Maybe uh, you've had a pretty good marriage. Maybe you're in the middle of this now. But I want to say like you at some point will be unhappy in your marriage. Absolutely. <laughs> you will be unhappy. You will have um, days, moments, weeks, months, seasons where you do not like your spouse. There will be times you do not like them. You may even at times struggle with thoughts of hate or just some intense anger um, thoughts that you need to confront, right? Like we're, we're called to love our enemies. So hate is never an option as a Christ follower. Um, but when you notice those thoughts arise, you don't need to say, oh, I'm a horrible person, right? You, you bring those to God. You hold those thoughts captive and you say, hey, God, I got some stuff to work on here. I'm, I'm having these thoughts of hate. But there may come a time when that happens. And if you have thoughts of hate towards your spouse, it doesn't mean that the marriage is over. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't be married. Like it does not mean that a divorce is the right answer. Not at all. Those thoughts may probably will come at some point. 
Um, at some point, you are not going to be satisfied with the division of labor, um, how you guys split duties in the household. And we're going to talk a lot more in depth about kind of some of the mindset behind that. But there's going to be times where you just don't feel like things are fair. You don't feel like they're equal. You don't feel good about them. Um, there's going to be seasons where you're not physically attracted to your spouse. There's going to be seasons that you may not always agree with your husband's choices. Um, and I'm not talking about cheating or abuse. I'm talking about other choices. Um, you know, whether it's the time they get up in the morning or whether they're exercising or what they're eating or like how they live their life. Right. Um, there's going to be times where you just don't agree and, or it could be a deeper moral issue, right? Like maybe they're, um, cheating on taxes or, lying or being dishonest at work, right? Something, um, some kind of dishonesty outside of just that, that marital place with it. There might be seasons like that. Um, you might be at different places in your faith and some of you start here, right? You, you, um, step into marriage from this place. The Bible talks about that being meaning that you're unequally yoked. Um, and so the Bible steers us from doing that, though I know many of us um, still fall into that. Um, I think I kind of in a way have, you know, that's kind of part of my story as well. So we might start here. Um, And then some of us might find that we're unequally yoked. We're in a different place in our faith in a shocking way. Like I have had friends that, you know, went into marriage, both um, both people following Jesus, you know, strong in their faith. And then, um, the one of them falls away. So, you know, wherever you find yourself, all of these are possibilities. Um, you know, some of these for sure will happen <laughs> at least at times, some of them for sure will happen. So none of these mean that you need to get a divorce. None of these mean that your marriage is over. None of these mean that you should start questioning things. Your job in those seasons is to fight for each other, not against each other, not looking for the exit, not running the other way, but to fight for each other. And yeah, I just, I don't know. I just see more and more. And I, I, again, like we're going to talk about why, but I've just seen how kind of little, little value people have on the commitment of marriage. And I'm talking about the church here. I'm not talking about culture. I think I just see this all the time that people are, um, I see it more and more, you know, as I get older and people I know like are that I've watched them be married and now they're divorced and they get remarried within a few months or a year, you know, um, it's just this casual, it's become this casual encounter. Um, you know, sex is casual. And so now marriage has become casual too. And, you know, again, I know there can be many circumstances that lead to divorce, but I just think overall people have lost sight of what the commitment of marriage means and really commitments in general. I think, you know, people really don't stick with a lot of their commitments. This is big overarching, right? We're, we're generalizing here. Um, but as a trend that I've seen in culture as a whole and in the church, commitments don't mean what they used to right? And specifically the commitment of marriage, right? It's an oath that we take under God, but people don't view it as that. People view it as like, well, I did mean it in that moment, but now things are really hard and not, and maybe not healthy, right? And again, we're not talking about abuse, but they're not healthy and your marriage can be unhealthy. And that doesn't mean it's time for a divorce. I believe that that might mean it's a time of prayer, 
for sure a time of therapy. And if your spouse isn't open to therapy, then it's time of prayer, time of leaning into community, a time of trying to bring in authority figures in your life, right? Like it is a time to, to go and fight, whether that's in the spiritual realm, in, the, in a therapy office, like in a church, right? Whatever that looks like, it's a time to, to, to pick up arms and fight and not give up. And I know some of you, you know, reading some of your comments in our Facebook group. And for those of you that aren't in the Facebook group, I would love to hear, you know, your questions, your thoughts on marriage and, and where you're at. And you can come and find our group by going into Facebook and searching for Morning Mama Collective. But but I know some of you are fighting, like you're, you're in the middle of the fight, you're going to therapy, you're doing the things. And I just want to encourage you to keep going, keep pressing on, keep praying, keep trying, because God has more waiting for you. And maybe that looks like complete, amazing restoration in your marriage. And it's beautiful and healthy and incredible and a testament to his goodness. And, and you become a marriage coach, like it could look like that. It could look like through the trials that you're experiencing in your marriage, that you become so strong and you learn to seek God with every fiber of your being, because that is the only option, right? Like your spouse isn't someone that you can go to for support and God is that only person. And so you learn in that season to, to go so strong and so deep with God, right? It can look like a lot of things. But I want to just encourage you to stay the course, right? And I don't know your specific situation. I don't know what it all looks like. Again, I just, I keep wanting to say, I'm not talking about abuse here, but I also just know there's so many of us that, that are trying, but there's still like this, this mentality that, well, if it doesn't work, it's okay. Like we'll just get out. And that's where I want to kind of press in today. You know, I don't want to speak to those of you that, um, maybe just are, on the brink of divorce, right? Maybe you're considering it. Maybe you've been even dreaming about it, like kind of idolizing it, fantasizing divorce. Maybe you're curious about it. And I just want you to understand what we're actually talking about. Like, I want you to feel the weight of what that means, because I think culture has taken away the weight of what divorce is. And, you know, I think I want to read to you part of this book, it's not just about marriage and divorce, but he has some really great insights on it. Um, you've heard, if you've been a fan of the podcast for a while, you've heard me talk about John Mark Comer. I, uh, he has a great book called, um, the ruthless elimination of hurry. That's like a big one that was really great for me. I think last year, I want to read it again. Um, but anyways, he has a new book that I've been reading and it's been really profound. Like he has so many, amazing deep thoughts. And I thought he just kind of broke down things in a really, a really clear way that helped me understand how we got to this place. And so I want to, I want to read it to you that the book is called live no lies. Um, and yeah, again, I highly recommend it, but it's kind of a long ex- excerpt excerpt. How do you say that excerpt? <laughs> so hang with me, but I have found this like really helpful. So he's talking about the, the breakdown in society and kind of describing like how we got to this place. So let me, let me read it to you. This is on page 28. If any of you have the book or, you know, want to buy it and go, go read it for yourself. And by the way, as he talks about uh, research, he cites all of his sources in the back of the book. So I don't have those here for you today, but they are cited just so you know. Um, Okay. 
starts. It says the sexual liberation rebel revolution of the 1960s. Man, I'm having trouble reading. Let's go. Let's go. The sexual liberation revolution of the 1960s set in motion a cascade effect. The reversal of the long-standing moral consensus consensus around promiscuity, right, which separated sex from marriage, worked in tandem with the advent of birth control and the legalization of abortion, which which separated sex from procreation. So, right, saying in the 1960s, there was before this, and he describes this in the book, there was a long-standing, like, general belief of our nation that everyone believed that sex was for marriage. Like that was just the the belief that everyone held. But then the 1960s, the sexual re- revolution s- took that away, right? It separated sex from marriage. And then it worked in tandem with birth control, which then separated sex from procreation. And then he continues, it says, which moved to the legalization of no fault divorce. And he puts which turned into a covenant, which turned a covenant into a contract and separated sex from intimacy and fidelity. Then to Tinder and hookup culture, which separated sex from romance and turned it into a way to get your needs met. Right. So you're seeing like this, this cascade effect, as he says, right? One thing led to another thing led to another thing, right? So, you know, the legalization of the no-fault divorce, this took that, that's why what I'm talking about when I say that marriage, the commitment of marriage is now casual, right? Before it was a covenant before God, because obviously marriage existed long before there was an actual contract to sign, right? There was no legal entity of marriage. And then, and then, as, and I don't know a lot about the no-fault divorce, and, and I haven't done research on that, but essentially when that happened, it took that covenant, right? We do this before God as like, like this is an oath we're making, and now it's a contract, right? So it's not the weight of that commitment has been gone. It's been taken. It's it's just it's just a contract now, which people break contracts all the time, right? Um, and it separated that intimacy and fidelity. And then Tinder hookup culture, right? So that took sex away from romance and turned it into like a selfish, I just need to get my needs met. I need to do what I need to do, right? So you're already seeing like the progression of how we got here. So he goes on and says, from there, it's moved on to the LGBTQ revolution, which separated sex from the male female binary, the current transgender wave, which is an attempt to separate gender from biological sex. And then he talks about this. I have not heard of this. I've seen evidence, though, on um, some comments. And as I was doing research for this series and looking at some of the ideas out there about marriage and divorce, I actually saw some of this mindset and some of the comments that people genuinely believe this. Um, So it's the nascent polyamory movement, which is an attempt to move beyond two-person relationships. Um, Or I've seen it as like separating the um, like procreation from marriage entirely. So I, I don't know if I've shared this, but I've heard, and maybe you've heard of this too, but about movements of how, um, a lot of women are just like, you know, getting, um, artificial insemination and having a baby and like finding a best friend that like that, uh, that their best friend is also going to get artificially inseminated. And they're just raising their kids, like not as a family, but just as like roommates, you know, Oh, I have my kid, you have your kid and we're just going to share an apartment. Right. Um, and they have no, you know, it's just truly a 
strictly platonic relationship between them, but it's like, you know, we're just going to raise our babies. We don't need a man. We don't need a father, right? This is just going to be separated. And so, um, you know, I even saw someone talk about how like, this is, you know, their view is that they believe that actually we should separate romance from procreation, that parenting, um, should be separate from that romantic relationship. And so you can see like this slippery slope, right? And I know, Many of you are like saying, well, we're, you're taking this too far. Like we're not at all talking about divorce, but this is all a part of it, right? Like the, the idea of divorce comes from a part of this cascade. And so we have to recognize that, that our views on marriage and divorce have been gleaned from these mindsets, from these changes in our culture. He goes on to say, amid the revolution, questions nobody seems to be asking are, is this making us better people, more loving people, or even happier people? Are we thriving in a way we weren't prior to our liberation? Right? So he's talking about how society as a whole, like they believe this is the way, right? This is the way to make us happy. This is the way to make us whole. Like as we separate each of these things, we're we're becoming more and more free. And that this is what true freedom looks like. This is what true happiness looks like. But he's saying, are people actually asking the question if this is bettering us? And then he goes on to some some statistics that I thought were, and just some thoughts that I thought were really helpful. He said, nobody is really even asking these questions, much, much less making a serious attempt to research the data. It's just assumed. Again, ideas are assumptions about reality. That's kind of based on uh, what this whole chapter is about. He says, but consider a few data points from the research. First of all, happiness levels have been in decline in the U.S. since, interestingly, the 60s. While we know this correlation is not causation, you have to admit it's an interesting coincidence. Uh, Yeah, very interesting. He goes on to say, and this part I think is really important, uh, especially for our specific conversation today. He says, some deeply concerning facts related to the attachment theory are worth noting. In spite of the cultural narratives that state otherwise, divorce is a traumatic event for children of all ages, and we're learning it's directly tied to the rising number of people who struggle to develop intimate, healthy relationships in adulthood. Psychologists argue that the drop in those who identify as having a secure attachment is wreaking havoc on our society. I know that's heavy. I know some of you that are listening have been through a divorce and your children have been through a divorce. And so I know that is heavy. And again, I'm not here to heap shame. I'm here to help us align our lives and our perspectives back to the word of God. And so right now, as I talked about in a previous episode, culture is saying like divorce isn't that big of a deal. Culture is saying that it's not really that bad for kids. In fact, it actually could be better for kids because now they don't have parents that are in conflict with each other. And it's just not true. Yeah, we need to resolve our conflict and we need to have healthy relationships in front of our kids. But Divorce is traumatic and it will impact our kids and it is impacting our society. It's not, it's not, uh, not a big deal. It's a massive deal. Again, please know I am not trying to heap shame on you. If you've walked through that, I just, you know, if you're in a new marriage now, which if, if you're listening to this, you likely are because you know, you're trying to get some help for this marriage. I, I just want you to know that I'm here to encourage you and help you align that perspective with God's word so that you can have a healthy, thriving marriage. He goes on to say, consider that divorce, while cited as an example of liberation from the patriarchy, has been shown to disproportionately benefit men. 
He's, and then he goes on um, and says that, or that those who cohabitate before marriage are less likely to marry, are more often likely to get a divorce if they do, and often develop long-term trust issues. Um, or the research on oxytocin and vasopressin, the two chemicals released by our body during sex that bring attachment system online and cause us to bond with another person. It seems that the more sexual partners you have, the less capacity your body has for intimacy. It goes on, or the much documented little talked about data on the effects of abortion on women's mental and physical health, causing some to hypothesize that the left will eventually change its now hard view line. You know, and, and again, we're not heaping shame. This is just helping us understand that when we make decisions outside of God's way, that it will have consequences. It will impact us. And, and our culture is telling us that it won't, that like we need to follow this, this direction in order to be happy. And we just want to like, this is in order to help us see clearly that what culture is saying and, and, and those little subtle mindsets that have seeped into our mindsets, that it's so untrue and it's leading us in the wrong direction. Um, and so he goes on and on, um, about just different ways that this has impacted us and truly just led to just horrific things in our culture, in our society. And it's heartbreaking, right? Like as you read all of the statistics, I know I felt so heavy after reading this and just like, so, wow, like, man, that sucks. Like that's, that's horrible, you know? But we, we do need to see that because our change begins with aligning our mindsets back to God. I know I keep saying it, but I also just want to make sure you're not feeling discouraged in the midst of this conversation. So, you know, obviously we're getting to the end of this episode here. Um, and so, but I want to leave you with the direction I'm heading because I don't want to just leave you on this point of depression and like, okay, what if I've made one of those mistakes or like, why are you even talking about this? Like, this is just discouraging, right? And so I want to just help you understand where we're headed with this. And I'm going to talk in the next episode about the number one thing that I think that is making us unhappy in marriage. And I think this this I, this thing that's making us unhappy, and this isn't just for those that are considering divorce or struggling with the idea of divorce. This is for everyone. And I want to, that this idea that I'm going to talk about in the next episode, it all comes from what I just read. It comes from postmodern society, the values that came from this, the way that all of this has, the place that this has led us to, and it's led us to this place that we have this perspective in all situations that is making us extremely unhappy. And in order to stop the madness, stop feeling like we just are surviving marriage, stop feeling like divorce is the only option, we've got to change this mindset. And so I... I'm going to talk about that. And it's, it's not just sad statistics. It's something that you can actually, a, a thought, a mindset you can take captive and change. So just, just no hope is coming. I know this is a weird end of the episode, but hope is coming. We're going to talk a little bit more about what I just read in the next episode and then talk about that number one thing that I believe is making us... I don't want to say all, but so many of us unhappy in marriage. Let me pray for you. I know we need a lot of prayer after all the conversation we just had. So let's go. God, um, whew. I know this is heavy, God. 
I know so many of us struggle with so much of this, whether it's hate towards our spouse or dreaming of divorce or been through divorce, any of this, God, I know that there's real lives that have been struggling with this, God. And I know, God, that you love those women. I know you love them so deeply in the midst of this, God. I know that you're so close to them. I know that you have grace that you want to extend to them, God. I just pray for every woman that is hearing all of this, God. I pray that you would just speak hope over her. God, help her to know that there is a better way. Help her to know that she can choose that way. Help her to know that she's never, ever, ever gone too far, God, that your grace is sufficient, God, that you've already died for us, God. And so we can stand firmly in the hope of your resurrection, God. And I just pray that every woman that's experiencing struggles in her marriage, God, I pray that you would just speak hope over her, God. I pray you would just help her to to see where in her mindset she's let culture slip in, God, the values of culture, the the direction culture is taking us. God, I pray you would give us all, me included, God, just perfect clarity over seeing which thoughts and mindsets are not in alignment with your word, Lord. God, please just help us. Please help us heal our minds. Please help us heal our perspectives, God. I know that when we align with the truth, God, that's where freedom comes from. That's where healing comes from, God. So I just pray and declare healing and freedom over all of us, God. Not what the world says is freedom, but what you say is freedom, God. True freedom, Lord. And I just thank you that you are working on their behalf right now. I pray you would comfort them as they're maybe working through some heaviness, God. And I pray that you would just speak life and hope into them, God. God, I thank you that you never leave us or forsake us, God. You're so good. And we thank you, God, that you have a solution for us always. You don't just leave us in this place. God, we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, mama. If you've found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.